Hello and welcome to Money Life News and Views. I'm Devashish Basu. On 14th November, when the Sahara Group founder Shubhat Arora died, hundreds of questions about this group remain unanswered. The Sahara story, as we know, consists of Roy's grandiose plans, shocking controversies, and inflows of more than a lakh of crore of rupees from more than seven to eight crore depositors who have never been identified at one place. An equally important part of the story is the abject failure of supervision as Sahara raised vast sums of money at will without approvals or checks and balances. The blame lies equally with the ministries of finance, company law and cooperatives, Serious Frauds Investigation Office, the Securities Exchange Board of India and the Reserve Bank of India. And this does not apply to any one political party or any coalition. It is spread across 30 years. On Thursday, SEBI Chairperson Madhavi Puri Butch said that the Sahara matter will continue for the capital market regulator and even after the death of the founder, Shubrata Roy. SEBI had asked the Sahara Group to deposit more than 25,700 crore and SEBI and Sahara had actually deposited just about 15,600 crore. It's not clear what more SEBI can do other than making fresh demands, especially since all it has managed over the last 10 years is to refund just about 138 crore, including interest. If no real depositors are screaming for money, were there no real actual depositors at all worth talking about? Meanwhile, four cooperatives of Sahara um, Group had actually raised another 87,000 crore, which is not being investigated. This started about 10 years ago in 2010, and this remains a big mystery. How was Sahara able to continue to raise money so easily? Doesn't the enforcement directorate responsible for money laundering and Benami transaction want to know? Meanwhile, if the media reports are to be believed, the government will expropriate all that money for which there is no claimant. This comes in handy because the government needs money to fund its budget deficits. After all this, questions about the strange story of Sahara will be buried once for all. And it's been a, an astounding story, certainly. At 30, Shubhrata Roy started his entrepreneurial journey at Gorakhpur with just about 2,000 rupees of capital. A Lambretta scooter bought it from his father, a peon and a clerk. After several initial businesses, which did not amount to much, Roy hit upon the small savings business or what is called a para-banking venture that would accept tiny amounts of money from rickshaw pullers, tea stall owners, grocers and, and so on and so forth and small businesses, promising them an assured return over a period of time. By 2008, this business of accepting small amounts of money for, for a short return amounted to almost 20,000 crore of rupees. And it was all set for much bigger glory, of course. In the 90s, the Sahara India Parivar, as, as Shubhrata Rai called it, would progressively jump into every single hot business idea that came across. Real estate, media, cricket, airlines, tourism, hospitality, insurance, mutual funds, retailing, etc. In fact, at its peak, Sahara Parivar claimed a payroll strength of over 1.2 million workers, next only to the Indian Railways. Roy, like the seasoned politicians that he rubbed shoulders with, managed to blend patriotism, his newspapers are called Rashtriya Sahara, patronage, pizzas and a patriarchal order to build an empire 
that yielded strange paradoxes. On the one hand, the Sahara logo was emblazoned on the Indian cricket team. A wide network of celebrities from Bollywood, sports and politics helped to burnish Sahara's credibility. And with the ease of pecking at a late afternoon snack, he managed to pick up, pick up marquee hotels such as New York's landmark Plaza Hotel as well as London's Rosvena House and aimed even aimed for the landmark Taj Singh Hotel which was coming up where the lease was getting expired. Now apart from this it also made headlines when it released full page advertisements bombarding us from every single newspaper in the country whenever it felt wronged or most likely whenever it had to publicize some dubious schemes such as um, a, a real estate countrywide real estate project or a retailing project called Q Shop. One advertisement even called Sebi a Sarkari Gunda. However, as I said, the group was full of paradoxes. On the one hand was this glitzy image, on the, on the other hand, its finances were completely shadowy. Not one single company from the Sahara group ever went public, and so there is just no scrutiny. No, no knowledge at all in public domain of where he was getting the money and where he was investing. Now, even though the group remained private, Sahara would have been, should have been under the close scrutiny of the Ministry of Finance, RBI, given the enormous resources it was supposedly raising so easily from the public. Either the deposits were genuine, in which cases it should be under very close scrutiny, whether they can repay or not. And if they were not genuine, they should be a cup coming under money laundering and Benami transactions. But it kept on growing unchecked and even managed to get insurance and mutual fund licenses. Trouble started accidentally for the group when it made a big blunder. Two of the Sahara Group companies, Sahara India Real Estate Corporation and Sahara Housing Investment Corporation raised money, what, it was, what is called optionally convertible, op optionally fully convertible debentures. Now this obviously comes under SEBI's domain, but it did not seek SEBI's permission and it did not plan to list these debentures on the stock exchanges as is required under the law. So SEBI started investigating and asked the companies, these two companies to refund the money. Now this went on to SAT and up to Supreme Court when a, where a landmark judgment in Supreme Court in 2012 held SEBI's stand and asked the money to be deposited with the regulator. Sahara was unwilling to do it for all the way and when Shubhrata Roy refused to appear before the court and promised the refund of money, he was held in contempt of court and was arrested and jailed in March 2014 to March 2016. He was let out briefly when his mother died, but then he never went back. He remained outside on parole from 2016 until his death. Now, what happened? Apart from this, was equally stunning. In fact, that was that's a much bigger story. Sahara had managed to launch four cooperatives with not limited companies, and over ten years, starting from 2010, completely unaffected by Roy's legal troubles, his imprisonment, and all of his regulatory scrutiny and so on, which actually SEBI started doing, it collected an astounding 87,000 crore from around six to seven crore people. I mean, nobody knows where the money came from. Nobody knows where it was invested, whether it earned any returns and so on. But by the end of 2019, Sahara began to find it difficult to refund, to make repayments of some of the money. And complaints started filing in. There were complaints with the registrar of cooperatives and stunned by all this discovery, 
Mr. Vivek Agarwal, who was then the Joint Secretary Cooperatives and Central Registrar, he had almost 15,000 complaints. He had asked for an SFIO investigation, which made very little progress. Less than a year ago, the Apex Court suddenly ordered SEBI to part with 5,000 crore out of over 25,000 crore to be distributed pro rata amongst RS agitating depositors. No one seems to be interested in getting to the bottom of this 87,000 crore, which it managed so quietly, so easily to raise for so many years. Now, there was no attempt to find out the source of the money or attempt to, ref or the attempt to refund it. SEBI continues to sit on this 25,000 crore plus interest. Once again, with the death, as I said, with the death of Sahara Sri Roy, the entire episode is buried. There is no way of knowing what has actually gone on in Sahara unless there is an interdepartmental probe where there is SEBI and SFIO and all of that people get involved collectively. But this is most unlikely to happen. So with his death, the entire Sahara story, the extraordinary Sahara story is fully buried. And now the government wants to take away whatever money for which there is no claimant. If you like this episode, please do share and please do subscribe to the channel. Thanks for watching.